Thanksgiving to all of you out there. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Thanksgiving, or you did, and maybe you also celebrate Black Friday. You get some sweet deals on whatever you, you may like and want. Um, I feel like it's been like three weeks since I've recorded a podcast. Uh, two weeks, maybe. I think it's been two weeks. <laughs> I don't remember now. It's, I feel like it's been forever. But yeah, I just hope all of you out there are doing great. Uh, I just appreciate your support and just how many of you have reached out going, where the hell are the podcasts at? When are we getting the next one? And thankfully, it's today on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I just want to give back to you guys, give you another podcast to check out. We're going to be talking about just, you know, quick little update on life, what I've been up to and talk about the game of the year nominees for 2023 and my first impressions of uh, Mario, um, sorry, Super Mario RPG, the remake of the original game from 1993, got re-released a week ago, I think. And the latest Mario Kart DLC courses, just my thoughts on them and where I kind of hope everything goes uh, with the franchise. And then we'll wrap it up with some Halo. We have a question from a TikTok friend of mine, Abe. He's got a great question for me to answer regarding Halo, and we'll dive into that. But yeah, so life has been great. Just been honestly busy with work. And as some of you know, because you've hopped on the podcast from becoming a new fan recently of what I do. And that is uh, streaming on TikTok. I've been doing that for three weeks now or almost a month now, I think uh, this weekend. And it's just been incredible. Uh, the success I've had with it has been nothing short of amazing and something I'm beyond grateful for. And the people that I've stopped in, commented, followed, just like there's just so much that I've always wanted with like the podcast and gaming that's happening with the streaming. So I'm super happy about it and grateful for it. It's really fun to build that community and, you know, meet people and you know they, they hop in the matches with me and we play and have a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, if you're listening to this, you know exactly who you are. Uh, but yeah, just, if you haven't checked it out, be sure to do that. Uh, it's a really good time and, uh, it's something that's been a huge part of my life recently. I basically, basically just, uh, working and then coming home after I'm done with work, just been streaming. I pretty much just stream every night. Uh, it's practically become a second job, uh, an unpaid job, but it's a, I'm treating it, uh, pretty seriously and definitely trying to evolve and grow constantly with it and see what I can do to change. Um, and make it more interesting for other people. So yeah, that's been just so much fun and a very rewarding process, honestly. But yeah, life's been great at work. Work's just been super busy with the holidays. Uh, I love working with my team. I think uh, I couldn't be more grateful for who I have on my team and being able to work with everyone and collaborate and help them out with their stores and making sure that the business relationships we build are continuing to grow and and uh, really benefit from it. So that's been just an honor as always. So yes, the job's going well. I think we're, uh, think after this week, we pretty much hit a hundred percent on almost all of our goals. So that's incredible because we have like 12 <laughs> or it's like 10 or 12. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely quite, quite the fun we're having out there at work. Uh, definitely love my job brings a smile to my face. So I'm very grateful for that. And honestly, besides that, you know, I went, to the driving range, I think once or twice with Joe since my last podcast. That was cool. Uh, definitely still working on that swing. Definitely trying to play 18 holes here soon. Really excited about that. We're going to set that up. Definitely need to buy some of my own clubs. I'm still using clubs that I borrowed from a friend. Um, so I think it's definitely time to look into that. Uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I, I don't know. I 
feel like there could be something I'm missing, but honestly, not really. I've just been kind of laying low and uh, working and trying to take it, you know, get some rest, you know, and uh, stream. Just a lot of streaming. So that's pretty much what I've been up to. Um, I forgot to buy a ticket for a concert. I think that's next week, actually. So I should probably do that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no new concerts coming up. I haven't really done anything else. I haven't been to the movies. No movies have really come out that I've really wanted to see. Uh, I think the only thing I've done is just watch stand up at home. <laughs> so I haven't really gone anywhere. I've done a lot of uh, <laughs> done a lot of staying at home activities, but I, I can't lie with the with the weather, the way it's been. It's been really nice. It's finally cooling down over here. And uh, we did have some crazy winds, but it's been cooling for the most part. So it's like it's my favorite time of the year. I sleep really well at night. So it's been awesome. Uh, but speaking of like staying at home and pretty much just watching TV. And like I said, there's no good movies out right now. So just speaking of staying at home and all that, uh, the monster, the Monarch legacy show or legacy of monsters, whatever it is, the Godzilla show on Apple TV is amazing. I highly recommend it. It's three episodes in now and I love every bit of it. They actually make the human characters interesting in the Godzilla universe. So it's pretty badass. Please check that out. Uh, Matt Reif has his new special out too. You can check that out on Netflix. That one's good. I don't think I talked about it on here, but um, Shane Gillis's beautiful dogs special as well. That recently came out on Netflix is amazing. So check out those two specials. Check out that show. I heard Invincible's back, and I haven't uh, I haven't watched it yet, so I need to watch that. But I think as far as shows go, that's pretty much it. That's all I'm really watching right now. Still watching the Kill Tony podcast every Monday. Check that out if you haven't as well. It's, it's just an amazing show. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for shows and stuff. But uh, yeah, life is great. I hope life is amazing for all of you guys. You know, speaking of Thanksgiving, I hope you're able to spend it with your family, your loved ones, the people closest to you. And you have a lot of amazing food. I personally <laughs> am not a huge Thanksgiving guy. I, uh, I love obviously spending it with my family, of course, and all of that uh i've of course i do right i'm not a not a sociopath but i actually really don't care for the food so <laughs> i know a lot of people actually do mac and cheese at their thanksgiving we don't typically do that i wish we did so that's something i might incorporate next year because that sounds amazing um but yeah we pretty much do stuffing mashed potatoes gravy turkey uh you know the cranberry sauce my mom makes some kind of cranberry jello as well and then there's hopefully going to be some salad for my, my Thea today because she makes a killer salad. Just a killer green salad. Can't go wrong. And uh, I'm going to be cooking a ribeye because I want a ribeye on Thanksgiving. But yeah, so Thanksgiving food is definitely not up my alley. I'm kind of a basic bitch. But uh, let me know if you agree. I'm curious because I was actually talking to a lot of people recently about it. And there's more people on my side than I thought. Not that it's a matter of winning. But I am curious because it was really nice to hear that other people also hate Thanksgiving food. It's pretty dope. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> Although my dad makes a killer fucking turkey. So I'm really excited to try that, if I'm being honest. Uh, the man's got it down. He's he's figured out the, the key to making a great turkey. So I'm pretty excited to have some turkey today. Um, but yeah, you know, Thanksgiving's great too because you get to watch some football. Like right now, the Lions and the Packers are playing. And I think the Lions are probably winning, hopefully. Originally, when I became a Lions fan, they weren't winning. They were like losing all the time. 
Oh, they're actually losing. Holy shit. It's 29-14 and three minutes left in the third quarter. Damn. Um, but yeah, so I used to watch like the Thanksgiving Bulls with my brother and my grandpa. My brother's a Packers fan. Or, you know, Eric. I don't know why I'm saying my brother. Uh, Eric's a Packers fan, so I always chose the Lions like some Pokemon shit, like some rivalry. And uh, the Lions always got destroyed on Thanksgiving. But I, I still watched the game, and I was still cheering on for them. So that's always a really cool Thanksgiving tradition now for like the last four to six years, I would say. Uh, definitely six or seven, actually. It's been a long time. Uh, yeah, so that's always fun. Always some great desserts. We got some apple pie. My dog's at the door. Of course, she comes at the door when I'm recording. Son of a bitch. I'll be right back. <laughs> Anyways, my damn dog was at the door. So you know, I have to excuse me on that. But yeah, so Thanksgiving, it's it's a great time of the year. But honestly, it's all about Christmas. Christmas is where it's at. And so that was like one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving as well. Is literally the day after Thanksgiving, we'd start setting up the whole house for Christmas. Already kind of started early this year, but we got to finish it up next tomorrow. So that is a very exciting time of the year. I love Christmas so much. Love the atmosphere, the music, the movies. I need to go to Disneyland. Disneyland for Christmas is epic as well. I kind of want to do that this year. We'll have to see. Uh, but yeah, again, I just hope all of you are having a wonderful Thanksgiving, or you did, depending on when you listen to this. And let's uh, let's move it on. So that's life. I'm doing good. I hope all of you are doing good. Uh, if you're not, let me know. I'll talk to you about it. I'm always here for you guys. But uh, let's go ahead and move on to the Game of the Year and nominees for the Game Awards for 2023. Stop. Let's talk some video games to wrap this up. So, yeah, our nominees for Game of the Year are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Honestly, a really crazy list. I know Resident Evil 4 is like good, good, but I don't know if it like should be up there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel a little bit weird about that one, but it's, it's probably because I didn't play it. So maybe there's just like it. Maybe the remake is just that good because I know the original game is that popular because like it was always super popular. But I don't know if a remake should be up for game of the year against these original titles or sequels. So uh, in my opinion, I think The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom should take it from personal experience. I think Tears of the Kingdom is just a, a really just incredible sequel through the storytelling, the gameplay, the world building, the sandbox itself, just everything they've done with the music, the graphics. I mean, for that game to run as well as it does on the Switch is truly remarkable. It does suck that it's locked at 30 FPS, but still, like, that game is gorgeous. I loved every bit of it. I'm I'm literally at the fight with Ganon, uh, Ganondorf. I need to finish it, but I just haven't sat down to do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that game is game of the year. Like, I that experience was amazing, and I loved every bit of it, and I, I still need to go back and finish it. I don't know why I haven't, to be honest, because Breath of the Wild I beat, like, three or four times, so... I think it's just being caught up with on, on my Xbox um, has been a huge, a huge takeaway for me. But I know Alan Wake 2 did really good. I do want to play that. I didn't play the first one, but I might play the second one. Baldur's Gate 3, I can't wait to play it. I've heard nothing but just ridiculously good, ridiculously good things about it. Can't say the word ridiculous, apparently. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2, I watched all the cutscenes. Uh, the story looks good. Um, you know, I, I just can't play it. I'm not a PlayStation, but the game looks incredible. And Super Mario Bros. Wonder, I'm actually really happy this is on here. I thought the game was amazing. I, I have a lot to do with it. I think I've only played for like an hour or two. 
but the gameplay is immediately amazing. The music, the voice acting's great, you know, because Charles Martinet retired. Um, I really love Super Mario Bros. Wonder. I'm not a 2D guy, 2D game guy, but I really, really enjoy this game, and I can't wait to finish playing it. It's just, uh, Nintendo games just take me a while. It's just one of those things where I'm like, eh, I'll play it when I'm bored. That's the thing with, like, the Switch being a handheld system. Currently, right now, like, my focus is on Halo, but I do love this game a lot. I highly recommend it to anyone out there. You could play as so many different characters. The whole Super Mario Bros, Daisy, Peach, all the colored Yoshis, um, the colored Toads, I think. No, there's someone else, too, that's got their other colors and stuff that you can play as. Um, but there's, like, ten characters you can play as. It's crazy. And it's co-op. It's got online co-op. And then it has, like, online natural play where, like, you can race with other people's ghosts and stuff. Like, you'll see them in the overworld as you're playing. And it's, like, really cool. It feels like there's a social aspect to the game. Uh, there's, like, these little stamps that you can leave that, you know, it's like, oh, cool, they hit my stamps. So, I mean, like, you know where people are racing against you. So, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, so those are your Game of the Year nominees. I think it's a great list think uh, there's just been so many incredible titles coming out this year but another list that's actually on here that I do want to talk about because I think it's also pretty impressive is best adaption so we have Castlevania Nocturne which is the animated show on Netflix and then we have a uh, Gran Turismo the movie and then we have the last of us TV show that was on HBO and then we have the Super Mario Bros movie as well and then we have a uh, twisted metal which was on Peacock so we have <laughs> three PlayStation Studios um games here that's just that's incredible uh i still think super mario bros movie takes the cake here even though all these are pretty damn good to be honest uh that just i just feel like that movie was really what it needed to be could have been a little bit better but i'm really really impressed with it so i hope that wins too to be honest but yeah so those are our game of the year nominees let me know what you think if it's not zelda who do you think should win game of the year this year? Or is there a game on this list that you think should be game of the year and it's not? Uh, let's see. Now that I have the list up, I'm like, now I'm curious if Halo Infinite was on here. I don't think it's there yet. It's doing so much better, but I just don't think it's soon enough for them to make it on this list. Because there is a category for best community support. <laughs> I just don't think Halo's there yet. They're getting there. <laughs> but they're not but they're not there yet um oh well anyways yeah let me know if you think there should be a different nominee or if you think there should be a different winner than zelda i'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that uh next up would be super mario rpg it is a remake of the 1993 classic that came out in their super nintendo system made by square enix it's a turn-based rpg and i think the graphics are amazing i just think it's weird playing a mario game without voice acting you know, having started with Super Mario 64 and up. So it's very weird for me. Uh, I think the combat's great. I think the game's really good so far. I just think I need to get uh, more acclimated to it. I think I've only played it for a couple hours. Uh, but I really like it, and I highly recommend it. It's, it's I already know it's going to be a good game. Like, this, the story's cool so far. Like I said, the graphics are awesome. They look really good. And the game's just really charming, too. So I'm excited to, like, level up my Mar Mario characters and stuff and you know, maybe focus on power. because I think his, you know, his regular attack should just do more damage. So we'll see. Um, kind of excited to like report back on that when I get way farther into the game. Cause right now it's kind of like, eh, it's good. It's good. I don't know if it's like the best Mario game, like people claim. So 
I would like to keep playing it and see maybe there's something I'm missing out on yet so far that really does make it stand out. But no matter what, the RPG experience is cool. It is a different take on Mario, of course, which is really cool. Uh, next up is the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC Booster Pack. The last, the last set of courses came out. And just so happens, right when that came out, this uh, last week is also the first week in the game's entire lifetime where it dropped out of the top 20 sold games in a month. So I'm hoping that this means not only has the support been amazing and the courses have all been incredible, this means that we move on to the next entry because I'm fucking ready for it. <laughs> I know I've talked about that on the podcast, but I am so ready for another Mario Kart. I'm desperate. I need it bad. I need it in my life. I'm ready for a new one. Can't wait to see what they do with the next one. But yeah, the final courses were cool. We got the Wii version of their Rainbow Road. I've never played the Wii Mario Kart, so it was really cool to play that Rainbow Road because it's actually really well made. Um, I think my favorite thing about the booster course, besides playing as Diddy Kong and Paulina, um, who else they had? They added Funky Kong, too, uh, as playable characters, by the way. So that's amazing. We got Diddy Kong back. I think my favorite part, though, about like the DLC is just how beautiful the courses look. I think like this game and its graphics and how well they hold up, you know, in the races with all the explosions and animations and effects like the, the performance doesn't drop and the graphics always look incredible. So just really hats off to the Mario Kart development team. They just do an, an amazing job and I love playing the game so much. So please go ahead and check out those courses if you haven't yet. And if you didn't know, you get the pass for free if you have the Nintendo expansion pass membership it just comes with your membership so you save 25 bucks on all the courses and you get like six extra characters and like 40 extra courses or something like that so please go check it out if you haven't done so yet and lastly we're gonna talk about some halo we're gonna talk uh, we're gonna answer abe's question first so abe asked what's your greatest halo memory it can be a moment from playing the campaign or even custom games with the boys I'm curious what made you fall for the series. Well, Abe, not only is this a fantastic question, it's also a very difficult question to ask. And I've actually put a lot of thought into it since I've obviously had time. I think it's been two weeks or a week and a half now since you've given me this question. I would say my first answer for campaign is playing Halo 3 ODST with my cousin Jarrett, who's been on the podcast before. Me and him would spend hours and hours and hours on the Xbox 360 version of the game, roaming New Mombasa at night in the free roam, and then also playing the campaign, playing Firefight, just doing... We, I mean, we spent so many damn hours. It's 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 crazy. So uh, I would say that and playing Halo 1 and 2 with him, my brothers and our family friends who introduced me to the series are all tied. Like That's what takes the cake for the Halo franchise when it comes to campaigns. Um, but also Halo Infinite's campaign as a solo experience. That campaign is really well made. I just think there could have been more biomes, more level variety, maybe not only the open sections, but also more linear sections. They, they linear, they, uh, they literally could have just made the perfect campaign, but oh, well, um, custom games, the custom games in Halo three and Halo reach are just some of the best you'll ever play. You can, you can't you can only beat them today now with the power of forge but back then they were some of the best times ever um but yeah i mean i met so many people in halo 3 back in the day and we had a we had a very strong friend group always playing custom games and just laughing our asses off um so i would say that also wins but that's including my my family you know alex he's on the podcast he's like family 
and then our other friends too. So I would say that's what made me fall in love with the series, but I was already in love with the series before Halo 3 came out and ODST. So really it's just like Halo 1. Halo 1's what made me fall in love with the series. I thought the campaign was some of the most unique experience you can possibly get. And we were talking in 2001 and what 2001 I was eight years old and completely blown away by what I was experiencing. Uh, you know, sci-fi was just so new to me. I've only like really seen star Wars and shit. So seeing like halo and being able to experience it with a controller and, you know, you're the one in control of what's happening is just really stunning. And then having the land parties on blood Gulch and, uh, it's just sidewinder CTF, just uh free for all and prisoner. My favorite halo map of all time, uh, that, and, uh, hang em high. Um, it, it's insane, but yeah, halo combat evolved is why I fell in love with the series. And then ever since then, I've just been a diehard fan. Uh, but yeah, Abe, thank you so much for asking the question. I hope you're satisfied with the answer, but yeah, just a huge fan of the franchise for sure. Uh, some of the other things going on with Halo right now are the challenges with the skill-based matchmaking. We still have server issues. My game has now crashed, which I'm tracking, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, 19 times since Halo, or I'm sorry, season five has been released. And then the Halo three refueled playlist is way too sweaty for its own good. So Starting off with skill-based matchmaking, unfortunately, it's just uh, really shitty how you'll have, like me, a decent player, and then two complete randoms on a team against another team that's either stacked or the same, and it's just like a complete unbalance of teams. And you can see it, too. Like, I actually caught it the other day. I was, like, paying attention to my quick play matches, and I always had, like, people who just started the game, a guy who was average, and then me against a team that was, like, sweaty slightly better than our team in terms of the stack. So that means all four players or they had the exact same kind of players and it just felt unfair on both sides. So yeah, we need a complete rework or something of this matchmaking system. It's just not working. And I don't know what to really, you know, do about it, you know, in terms of a fan, like it just sucks, kind of ruins the game in some instances. Like it makes playing some matches just not fun at all. And, uh, it almost feels rigged, I guess, either rigged in my favor or rigged in against me. And that does, I feel like it shouldn't be that way. It should always be up for chance. I know there's no perfect way to have it, but this is the first game in my 20 plus years of playing video games where I feel like this is an issue. So hopefully they, well, I guess apex too, but yeah, so hopefully they fix that. Uh, same thing with like the halo three refueled playlist. Almost every play, every match feels like a ranked match. So it's kind of a bummer. Uh, but on a light note, the Halo 3 refueled playlist is badass. Like the maps are cool. Uh, seeing so many people happy to see some of their favorite maps come back and some with some re-envisioned sections of the map, some new additions. Um, it's really cool to see how happy people are. Cause like the maps look good. So we got isolation, high ground, a new version of blackout lockout. We got a new version of guardian, a new version of construct and a new version of narrows. And uh, all of it just looks incredible, and they play really well. They're a lot of fun. Uh, but again, <laughs> it just feels like every match is a ranked match. And sometimes it gets old real quick because sometimes you just want to play and, like, have fun and not have to worry about trying to win, you know? Like, you're just playing and seeing what happens. And it just doesn't feel that way. So hopefully uh, they're able to figure something out soon. As of this week, they did change it from AR pistol starts to AR BR starts. 
and a lot of people are pretty happy about that so am i to be completely honest it's 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 a good change um i feel like for these maps and how sweaty they are we definitely need that br start also there's a job listing recently from an ex-developer that said that apparently halo infinite has reached over 30 million unique users which is really cool because there's already been such a boost in the player count since the season five launch so hopefully we stay on this track and Halo Infinite can be a good game for another year or so, and then we move on to the next entry, you know, in a couple of years, and, you know, kind of bring Halo back. It's going to take a long-ass time. I think we still got, like, a couple of years, but honestly, where we're at now is amazing, and I can't wait to see what comes next. So, but again, that's it. That's what we got for you. That's the podcast. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show, the TikTok, the streaming, the, the podcast itself. You are all amazing, and I appreciate you so much. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. And I'll see you on the next one. Bye.